This is Arik, and welcome to my podcast, Winning for a Living, where we cover everything from entrepreneurship to sales. And our goal is to make you 0.7% better every day. So today, I want us to talk about why is it that so many of us are so triggered by the idea of sales? Why is it that so many business owners are so triggered by the idea of thinking about becoming great salespeople? Why do they save this as last resort? Why do they view this many times? Many of them. The smart ones don't. The smart ones understand that in order, in order to become a successful entrepreneur, a business owner, a businessman, or a businesswoman, whatever, you need to be great with communication and you need to have a lot of great sales skills. Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to get what you want from people. But why is it that so many of us are so triggered by the thought of dealing with salespeople or just going deep into our own sales problems? Like, what is it exactly that we can't seem to figure out? And the other extreme of it is, is the other extreme of this is people who are so certain that they are the best salespeople ever and are pretty sure that they have nothing to improve. So you have two extremes usually. Some people say, you know what? No, I, I don't want to get into this. I just don't want to deal with sales. And some others say, yeah, I'm the best salesperson. Just give me any prospect. I could close anyone and everybody. Right? I could close everybody. Anyone, yeah, but not everyone. There's a difference between the two. So essentially, I believe that the first base baseline is because we were taught we were taught to believe that salespeople are dishonest people who are there to deceive you, who just want to take your money as quickly as possible and as much as possible, your hard-earned money, just grab grab onto it and just take it. Like stick their hand deep into your pocket and just just vacuum clean it from all your money right so the idea makes sense because to some extent a lot of salespeople over the years were very deceiving very dishonest and still until today you still have a lot of people who who they'll call you they'll see that you're completely not interested in what whatever they're they're looking to offer or they will see that whatever they're offering is just not a good fit for you but they're still going to try to push it down your throat, right? Shove it down your throat so that maybe eventually you're going to buy. Maybe they'll make a commission or if they're the business owner, they can make uh, they can make some more money. And yeah, it makes sense. The truth is kind of in the middle, right? Because to some extent, yeah, as salespeople, business owners, and when I say salespeople, it could also be businessmen and business owners who are selling in their service, in their business, right? So you're not necessarily a salesperson per se, but you do sales for your business. So it's true to some extent, and we have to acknowledge this part, that we are in a conflict of interest. So when there's a prospect in front of us and they're looking to perhaps buy something, we are in conflict of interest. So if we are the prospect and there's a salesperson, salesperson in front of us, they are in conflict of interest because on one hand, their goal is to give us service. Their job is to help us give us service. But in the other, on the other hand, they are representing an, a business that has a goal of making money, that has a goal of increasing and maximizing its full potential of income. So yeah, it makes sense that there will be a conflict of interests. 
in addition, I think that, so that conflict of interest creates a lot of, you know, fear in people because they're saying, I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to manipulate people. I, what I see in movies and stories and everything I hear about sales and salespeople and great salespeople, they always, these deceivers, these great, they, they hypnotize you somehow and they trick you into buying something you don't want or you don't need. And this is the misconception. And again, it makes sense that a lot of us would have uh, these misconceptions because to some extent, to some very marginal extent, is true because people are in conflict of interest. So we have to honestly look at that part of ourselves and say, okay, we have that. Yeah, it makes sense. So we want to sell. We want to bring in money. And it's possible that sometimes the potential of making money will make some of us blind to some extent. Okay, so it's possible. It's a possibility and we cannot ignore it. And at the same time, I think another reason people get so triggered by the idea of really taking their sales level or sales skills to the next level is because they think that in order to become a better closer, a better, a better salesperson, they need to change completely who they are. So a part of it is what I mentioned before about I need to become more deceiving, more manipulative. I need to become more aggressive, right? A lot of people confuse uh, being assertive with being aggressive. And they say, okay, so if I'll become better at sales, at closing people, that probably means that I have to change who I am um, because I, I'm going to have to argue more. I'm going to have to push people a little more. I'm going to have to become this person who doesn't let people off the hook quite easily. If you will, you know, I would say that most people, and it's actually everything I'm about to tell you about why is it that people get triggered is not only this is why they get triggered and, but they're wrong. No, that's definitely not the case. A part of it is true. Uh, it has certain, it has some sense in it, right? It's not a bad, it's not black and white. It's a, it's a matter of context and nuance. So yeah, it does make sense because to some extent, yes, you kind of have to change the way you approach communication if you want to become an ultimate closer for you, for your business, right? Uh, but also, this is I think this is also obviously a part of your duty to help people find the right solutions and the right decisions. If you're not a good salesperson and you, you will, whether you like it or not, you will prevent people from getting the solution that they, that they need, which is maybe your product or service, right? And again, people think that they have to become dishonest. And what I would ask you, I would challenge you is just to show you that a part of it could be real is if I'll ask you a question like, how many people this year had a, had a call, a session, an appointment with you or your business or your sales reps? How many of these potential clients were told, look, whatever we do is not a good fit for you? How many times do you remember yourself saying these words in the last year? Look, but not from a place of not a takeaway sale, not, not like, oh, no, this is not for you, waiting for them to kind of, uh, kind of be the ones who are chasing you now, not from that angle, but really authentically saying, you know what, I think this is just not for you. This is what I think you need right now. This is what I would recommend you to do. So now when I say that, uh, some people might say, no, I don't need that. I don't need to tell people that because whoever comes to 
speak to us or speak with us, they're already pre-qualified and we already know 100% that they're a good fit. I don't buy that. Really? Like, really? No, probably not. So if you, didn't, if you don't tell anyone that your product or service is not a good fit for them, then you have to look inside and see what's happening there, okay? It cannot be a perfect fit for everyone. doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, people think that, okay, I'm going to have to completely change who I am. So when you tell people, okay, let's take your sales level, when you tell business owners, let's take your sales skills uh, to the to the next level. Let's take your sales management. Let's say they have sales reps working for them and they're managing them and they're, the sales reps are giving them hell, absolute hell, really. So it's either the prospects are giving you hell or your sales reps are giving you hell and you and that person hears about the option of, okay, let's, let's do something about it. Uh, what they might think is they, they start visioning themselves, arguing with clients, shouting at clients or potential clients, pushing them, having very uncomfortable uh, talks with these people. And they, they just, when they just think about the emotional bank that they'll have to invest, the emotional capital that they'll have to invest in order to become that good closer, they're so scared and they say, no, I, I'd rather pay the price subconsciously or whether they're aware of it or not, but they're saying, Hey, they, I don't want to pay the price of dealing with that level of emotion, uh, emotional uncertainty, because these kind of situations, you know, sales, a sales situation is, is, uh, it could be very triggering. It could be, there's, there's no emotional balance there. Only if you're highly experienced and you know, you're, you're at ease, but it's very normal that you won't be at ease. I see a lot of great closers that sometimes they, they're also triggered, okay, while they're speaking with a potential, a potential client, right? And you would see the best, best, best in the world have these situations sometimes. So they, these people who have so much resistance towards becoming great salespeople, they're thinking about the level of emotional bank that they'll have to put in order to become great salespeople. And then they're like, no. I let, I'd rather lose a million dollars a year. No, no problem. Just I don't want to deal with it. And they're not literally saying it, but their decision-making process is giving them no other choice because you either do it or you don't. And if you don't, if you if you choose not to do so, you are saying no to that all that potential of of extra money that could come into your business, right? And it, again, like I said, it's normal and, and we could see where it comes from. But at the end of the day, you got to ask yourself, is there a different way? Is there a, a way to become a better closer? Okay, is there a way for you to speak with people in a way that is genuinely helping them realize where they go wrong? And I, I talk about this quite often. I say the key, a key part here is questions. And if you know how to ask people the right questions, you don't have to tell them things. See, people, we are, we see people as pushy or we are, we feel pushy when we tell people things, when we give them like these statements, this is what you should do. And, but you don't understand if you do this and you do that and you do that, then this will happen. And it feels like we're just shoving information down their head. 
that is supposed to turn them right to to turn their decision or to make them fall for whatever it is that we're trying to uh, to sell okay instead of having the right skill of asking the proper questions now i'm not saying that your entire sales calls or sales appointments should be with questions that's impossible but i do think that questions are completely underrated when it comes to sales especially modern sales so yeah when you see the typical your your salesperson trope and you see how they would sell it makes perfect sense to me that a lot of people would say, I see it, looks good, but I don't want it for myself. I don't want to deal with the feedback. I don't want to have angry people hanging up the phone on my face, in my face. I don't want to deal with it. And, you know, I could understand why. So at the end of the day, look, you have the responsibility. At the end of the day, there are no excuses. It's on you. It's yours. It's your right to do whatever you want, right? So you could say no and just never work on your sales skills fine or never train your sales team fine you're paying the price at the end of the day or you can think okay i don't want to be there i don't want to i don't want to adopt these kind of behaviors which i completely condemn but at the same time i need to figure out how i could improve my sales skills or my sales team without doing these things because just saying I don't want to do these things and, and let go of all that extra potential or extra money or extra cash, that's a big price you pay, right? That's quite a big price. And that goes for everything. I think that goes for everything uh, in life because a lot of times we have this, okay, so we have a natural proclivity to want success in a certain area. But then we expect that success. Marketers, you know, are making are making this huge, right? Every marketing funnel you would see today would, would be how to get this without doing this or that, right? So we have a, a certain proclivity, right? A natural ten tendency to want something in life. But then at the same time, what happens is we say, yes, but getting this something will require me to do these things which I don't I'm not at peace with doing okay I don't want to I don't want to practice these uh, these specific things that I don't want to associate myself with okay whether it's because of my the way I view my identity or whether it's just the feedback that I might get I don't want to deal with it and then what you have to think is okay so how could I get this because I don't I don't want to just give up on it how can I get this without doing so, without doing these things that I feel so uncomfortable doing? Is there a way? If you guarantee yourself that there's no way, again, you're setting yourself into a huge trap because then you're just, you kind of excusing yourself off of the responsibility. You're kind of saying, okay, I'm not responsible anymore. I don't need this. No, it's impossible, right? It's impossible to... It's impossible to have a business and still have your life, right? So if you're a business owner and you have that limiting, limiting belief that for you to improve your sales skills or optimize them, and you have that limiting belief that it will turn you into this pushy, aggressive uh, predator, 
then I would argue and say, I will challenge you and say, what about all the people, all these people who have, um, who have a job and they're thinking, you know, in order for you to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, you could never have a life. That's it. You become a slave, the slave of your business. Some of you might say that is true, but I know that a lot of you would say, absolutely not. I'm actually working much less than any other employee that I know, right? So the whole point here is just to challenge that limiting belief that we have or limiting beliefs or misconceptions we have around becoming a great closer, a great salesperson. I think that if, we, if it will be easier for people to just say, Whew, you know, maybe I don't have to do all these bad things in order to become a great closer, then it will just be naturally easier for us to become great closers. Hope you enjoyed it. Ciao, ciao. Thank you.